Cassian Ender has made his appearance, and we're going to talk about why it's the greatest Star Wars show of all time in episode 42 at your service. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Kenobi! Rebellions are built on hope. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Never tell me the odds. Well done. You're a rebel now. Hello there, Rebels. Welcome to Reckless Rebellion, the podcast with enough chaotic energy to fuel a Death Star. I'm your rogue leader, electrifying force-sensitive that toes the line of balance, Thomas Carter Rochester, and I'm joined by the greatest minds the Rebellion has to offer. Up first, our master of chaos and pod racing enthusiast, King of the Hoth, the Klein Felt. I take it all back. I'm sorry. All the shit we talked, all the sizzle reel BS years for the last six months we've been going off. We're here, guys, and, and this show is real, and I can't wait to talk about it. Scarif native and Anakin's favorite Padawan, Jacksonville Pews. What did I say on last week's podcast? The Jags were going to have a bounce back week against oh, the Colts. God. Here we go. And boy, did we ever. And I was there to live it three rows up from the sideline. Thank you, David Thompson. I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry. Go Jags. Master of rock history, fellow Last Jedi sympathizer and host of She Will Rock You podcast, <laughs> Leah, we are brave, your highness, Elizabeth. Hello there. <laughs> So many Leah, before we get into anything, I need your opinion because I haven't talked to you on content about it. How are we feeling about the new Tasteway album coming? Um, I'm I'm tired of staying up till midnight or being like encouraged to stay up to midnight because I can't do that. Very here for the concept, though. I literally just before this was sending voice notes back and forth to my friend about theories that we have for this album because it's all that I think about. When I'm not thinking about Star Wars. At What's this it called? Minutes life. to Midnight or something? Is it's it? just called Midnight. Just Midnight? And it's only 13 mm. songs. It's her first album ever to only be on one vinyl disc. Normally they go on to two. It's only 44 minutes runtime. There's a lot Harry of firsts. Styles feature? I, I would literally die. <laughs> I would actually oh, me die. Too. Leah would spontaneously combust. <laughs> I don't think this is the album for features, though, not to go on a tangent, but because it's about sleepless nights in her life and supposed to be like demons and things that she mm. thinks about. That's not like a feature. I don't know. I've got season. lots of sleepless nights that Harry Styles is involved in. <laughs> All that late night and, talking. And, oh, wow. <laughs> Good one, Leah. <laughs> okay, end the show. That's the best one. Get. <laughs> <laughs> ender. Wait, wait. Do you guys remember? What? Do you remember? Oh, oh to, yeah, yes. we're recording on the twenty-first. Did of that September. guy release a video today? Maybe he oh. did, but I don't know. Cause after <laughs> years of waiting, Andor has arrived to the chat in our supreme leading topic. Oh yeah, quite possibly the weirdest intro to that. I think uh, it was the best soundbite ever. So. We're staying unique. We loved it. Uh, do we have any news in the Rebel Report? Jack, Jack. Andor's out. <laughs> this has been the Rebel Report. Before, <laughs> before we get into the Andor of it all, let's check in with the smartest execute order. 75% of this podcast jumping over to Virginia Galaxy of the, Virginia of the Galaxy. Leah, how are we doing? We're doing good. Andor's out. 
I am sleep deprived because I woke up early on my day off of from the gym to watch three episodes of Andor before work. But I did it. Did you get to work on time? No, I was late. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my boss that's why I was late. <laughs> oh, um, they are, that's awkward. They're totally a big fan of this podcast. They tweet yeah. every week. They're in my DMs. I'm sure they're old, young They're enough. also my parents, <laughs> so I don't think they care. Oh. <laughs> hey, guess what? Neither do my parents. So. <laughs> <laughs> we are terrible examples. <laughs> we are terrible. Thanks, Dad. Uh, Klein, I almost called you Classy and again. Klein. Classy and Andor. Classy and Feltdor, how you doing? Where's uh, where's the Hoth report this week? It looks like you're wearing layers, buddy. Yeah, layers. falls here, guys. It is here. It's nice. it's the time of year where you can wear flip flops, but you also have to wear like a winter coat on top because it is like it is fall. It is sweater weather. I'm layered up, um, and I'm actually enjoying it. I've gotten the uh, the old puffer jacket out for the mornings when I go to work at four a.m. and then I don't have to wear it afterwards because it's nice and sunny out. Like I could go sit on a patio for a beer right now. Uh, but then it, it it's not obscenely hot when I have to go to sleep. It is this is this is Klein's time to thrive when it comes to the calendar. This is Klein time. This is the Millhouse scene. Everything's coming up Klein House. Like this is the time to be alive for me. We're only a couple of weeks away from Canadian Thanksgiving, which I like. That's my favorite holiday other than Christmas of the year. So I get to sit and just eat food. I'm going to America next week. I'm going to have a Philly cheesesteak. I'm going to go to Shake Shack for the first time. Um, I might lick the Liberty Bell. That's that's it's, what I got planned. Under way too much <laughs> guard. Believe me, I tried. Do it, do it. Bring Nick Cage. Yeah, what would Nick Cage do, Klein? Should I stand he on like streets it. with like weird looking glasses in Philadelphia, looking around yeah. and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> look for clues? You should definitely not dress up as Santa Claus. They hate Santa Claus in Philly. Yeah, why? Dress up you as Rocky. Have you never? Do you not know the Eagles fans like pelting Santa Claus with no. snowballs? No, I, no. I don't know that. I'm not. No, Jack. Do you know? This sounds familiar. Why would you hate Santa Claus? So. Exactly. It's the city of brotherly love, but they're they're insane. They're such jerks about sports that they beat up Santa Claus with you know frozen I, water. Oh. You got there. I was gonna say icicles, so yes. that's way more violent. Yeah. Oh my god. They're just chucking icicles like ninja stars. Just, and then he gets hit and he has to go woof, woof. He has to go to the veterinarian just to get fixed because he got hit in the eye with a uh, ice ninja star. I see everyone's eyes glazing over. It's South Park, kids. It's South Park. We're good. Uh, buddy, pal, friend, guy, Jack, how you doing? Uh, as I said earlier, I'm doing great because the Jags won and they beat the Colts and they beat the Colts while I was there with a the Colts fan. And they beat them bad. Fantastic. They beat them bad. Well, there was nothing to cheer for. Poor David in the fourth quarter, like seven minutes left, was trying to stand up to motivate the team. Like, <laughs> we kept making a joke. <laughs> He's, He's the like, only one of the crowd. He's just up so there much. going, come on, guys, let's go. We were on the Jags sideline. And as I said, three rows up. And I mean, there were like no Colts fans in sight. And we all, but we only had one guy like berating him. Like that, there was only one guy. I was going to ask, by. did he get, did he get threatened? Well, about five minutes left. He, <laughs> one of the Jags fans turns him. He's like, you're still here. <laughs> but, hey, David took it like a champ. He took everything like a champ. Um, but I will say there was one moment where David was like trying to, they kept passing the ball for whatever reason. It was not working. And I mean, look, the Colts <laughs> had the best running back in the league and Jonathan Taylor and David kept going, I mean, this is a podcast. No one will see this, but he's like, hand the ball off. 
give it to him. Hand the ball <laughs> off. I'm like, David, buddy, I don't think it's happening. I think I, Coach David he never Thompson lost his came hope. out. Um, but it was That's a really good, good time. Uh, but Thomas, we do have some quick uh, news, a quick Rebel report. We don't Is really it that the Dallas Cowboys that. also won? And I, they, I, Tom, I shit on my did. team. I shit on my team all last <laughs> they week. They did. I got so excited. I was at Beefo Brady's and I was shitting on my team. And this guy's like, no, man, they're going to pull through. And I was like, I'm glad you have more faith in our coaching than I do. I trust the players. I do not trust our coaches. Mm. The coaches didn't suck the whole game. We had a great offensive play, game plan. We ran it for a quarter and a half. Then we did really dumb shit. Let them get back in the game. Amassed a game-winning drive and squeaked in a field goal to win the game. Amazing. Good for us. Suck Tom. it, Joe Burrow. Good for us. We did it, Jack Jack. Week three is upon us. We'll see what the fuck happens because everything balances out <laughs> no real idea. fast in the NFL. Let's the- get to the Rebel Report. News, 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 uh, and or season two, I know we, we haven't even started talking about season one and or season two <laughs> likely to come out uh, late 2024 because uh, uh-huh. they're going to film from this November to next August. And he's Tony Gilroy said post-production will probably take about a year. So uh, Wait, that's they're what, filming for how long? That's yeah, no, awesome. from this November, he said they're going to start November until next August. So nine, a little less that's than a, a year. Nine months. Time. Nine months. That's a long, long shoot. shoot. This to me sounds a they don't have to do the uh, it's not like six months with the volume where they have everything previs and just bring exactly. in some tiny sets. They're on location. They have travel. There's covid involved and they're uh, jumping they're shooting, it's like shooting a movie. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. like shooting a movie. And I'm getting the sense that these could be longer episodes because they're cramming more time in to a smaller amount of episodes. And I have a theory on how that's going to work. And we'll get there with the flashback to pods. Um, is, is that it, Jack Jack? <laughs> um, no, one more thing that I completely forgot about till I very scrambledly like pulled up the direct.com to see what was going on in Star Wars. News. Sorry, Jack, what was that um, website again? People in the back, that's the direct.com. Um, in other news, sad news, disappointing news, but also congratulations to Klein Felt and David Thompson for calling this one. Oh. Rogue Squadron <laughs> has been removed from the Disney uh, release calendar. Um, it now yes. the report it's not that it's necessarily like they didn't come out and say this movie's no longer happening it's just removed from any release calendar but i think it's pretty much summed up that it got it got it, justice it league dark tier guys like <laughs> <laughs> we're just sending it over there if we need it at some point it'll be there but it's it's going on ice for a little bit damn it's a shame it is a shame rogue squadron i was excited for it only and mainly because of the passion from Patty Jenkins behind the project. Um, beyond that, though, I'm not surprised. And honestly, it's disappointing, but I don't know if I want that to be like the next Star Wars movie. Like, I want the next Star Wars movie to, like, we have no idea what to expect from Taika's movie, but I don't, like, I want it to be the next could saga. I want it to be the next trilogy. For all we know, Klein, it could be it could be She Hulk. Be it could so be She Hulk season two. It could be it it's could Tatooine be a Rhapsody the comedy. Movie. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> I think we, we just figured okay. it out. <laughs> I'm sorry to my. Uh, I was digging so hard in my brain right there, Thomas. I'm like, oh, what's the lyric? What's the lyric? You pulled it. You got it. You had it there. I was ready. But yeah, any other thoughts on uh, Rogue Squadron getting canceled? 
Or Leah. I'm just sad that it happened because I wanted Star Wars Top Gun. That's True. all I wanted. Yeah. Could you, you, okay. Hot take. They did it because they can't. They just can't reach Maverick levels. You know. That that might have been part of the decision. I think that because that was some of the motivation on the bring plot. Bring in, bring in Kaczynski then. Like bring in. You know what? Who better to do Star Wars Top Gun than the Top Gun guy? Top Gun Maverick and um, parts aspects of Lightyear uh, mm. are like the perfect blueprint for Rogue Squadron. Yes. Yes. I'm just putting that out there. Lucasfilm, hire us to oversee getting these people together in a room to write it. Except here's the thing friends. is hire fans. Kaczynski <laughs> and Tom Cruise are so close at this point. Tom Cruise is like this guy, and there's that other dude who does the Mission Impossible <gasps> movies that are like so close Ralph that like McCord. he wouldn't do it unless Tom Cruise was in the movie. Yes. And Tom That's Cruise fine. wouldn't do it unless they built real X-Wings, which That's I fine. wouldn't put it past Tom Cruise <laughs> to build oh real God. X-Wings. He can fund it. He's got money. Yeah, he's got that Scientology money. You know, yeah. he's ready. They're not paying like, line, We're mounting. We're making X wings. We're mounting cameras on him, and we're taking him to space. And I'm doing it. He'd be he's so going to that. space in another movie. Yeah, so it's just practice, guys. I have the pitch. <laughs> I have the pitch. Hit us with it, Jack. Jack pitch pews. Top Gun Three. Maverick <laughs> is still out there flying. He's still exploring the He's boundaries. Going too fast. He breaks exploring his he, limits. He breaks the barrier of space and time and yes. the Star Wars universe. Yes, with an F eighteen. With an F eighteen. Exactly. And then they need and then he, he somehow lands on like a rebel base or something and they need him for like a big mission. And then they're like, if you help us, we'll get you home. And so he it's basically Top Gun Maverick, but in Star Wars, which I guess is like a new hope, because that's like the Death Star, but whatever. Well, it's no, it's more like Back to the Future. It's like he's stuck here, and now we need to figure out how we can like jolt. Like we need to generate enough energy in this one, jet. One, 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 one. We need to break not this, not the the sound you. barrier. Like not we we need to go faster than the speed of light. We need to break space and time again. I got it. He goes talk to me, Goose, and all of a sudden he hops into a place. He's like, why are there structures out here in space? Why is there a walkway? Who's that kid? He hits the world between worlds. And he comes out. And Goose is there. (laughs) Goose is there, alive. And he goes, hey, go over there. Why? Because you really like Star Wars. And that's how he gets in Star Wars. Wow. (laughs) Yes, 100%. I know. Would watch. Now what, I just got to sneak in my favorite character and I got both of them in the same episode. And he introduces them. He goes, they go to a bar and guess what? Max Rebo and the band, they're back there just <gasps> wailing yes! away. They're playing. And he goes, guys, I love what you're doing right now. Sly Soodles can even be there going, oh, wow, 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 whatever. <laughs> and he goes, I love what you're doing. But I've got something better. And he sits down at the old Jizz Whalen piano. He moves Max mm. Rebo aside and he starts playing Great Balls of Fire. And everyone's yes. like, what? And it's again that back to the future moment of like yeah, your kids are I gonna love you. this. Like it's they're just their minds oh are blown. They're like, what? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know whose mind we just blew? David Thompson. David Thompson is all <laughs> over this movie. Back to the future, I'm in. Top Gun Maverick, I'm in. We need to work in flashbacks, and it's the perfect David Thompson movie. He, oh, he wore the shades. He wore the shades at, at the game, by the way. He looked oh, just I know like he did. beautiful. That is beautiful. Rooster Thompson, we love you, bud. You can listen to his thoughts on Andor over on the Direct Podcast. Why was there a weird <laughs> pause? I don't know. I did it anyway. Um, 
I'm just, I'm telling you, Klein, I just got to sneak in one more word and I hit my quota for the episode on, on the two, two I know. topics. I always got to bring we're, up. We're I'm one so, for two. It'll I'm get in there, I'm in sure. There. I will probably not. Let's go ahead and jump into our supreme leading topic. Oh, yeah. With Andor. Last week we did predictions and I'm going to be honest, some of them were right. Right off the oh, bat. I had one that I made at the very end of the uh, episode last week that in the first five minutes of this show, I'm like, I nailed it. What was it? Um, my last prediction, if you remember last week, was there will be at least one character in the series that will make Thomas horny. And it happened immediately. That bartender, I was like, "Yep, that's ta- like that's a, that's oh. a, that's a lady for Thomas <laughs> <laughs> with the cool hair." Had, was it hair? No, no, I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about the bartender, the one with like she had like a I will say pineapple head. Like it was just like yellow and like very tallish, and she's the one who like asks, gives him a drink. I don't remember that. We met too many characters. So- so, yeah, we met. I didn't get to rewatch it, so uh, you're gonna have to pull up a photo, and I'll I'll tell you if it's right or wrong. But I thought you were talking about. You're right. It was an alien character. That was the specific specific exactly. prediction. Yep. Um, I was thinking of the human. So um, bring up pineapple face, and we'll see if <laughs> I like if I like SpongeBob's house. Um, thoughts and feelings right off the jump for. Ep- Honestly, I don't know if we can do this episode by episode. I have the plot points. I got the five beats of each episode written down. Um, But I feel like we have to maybe jump through the whole plot as a movie. And then also let's just get the thoughts and feelings off the jump as the three episode feature film that we got. Which, holy fuck. That's that's my thoughts and feelings. Holy fuck. It's real. Let's jump to Leah. How how you feeling, bud? I... The first episode is a little bit of a blur, to be honest, because it was so early when I started watching. But I feel like I watched a movie, and I'm really glad that they did this three-episode drop instead of the... I think it was originally a two-episode drop, right? Was the original yeah. original plan? Because I, I think if we had left on episode two this week, I would have... I mean, it was good, but it didn't have that wow moment, that Mandalorian season one Baby Yoda reveal where I was like, oh my god, I can't wait till next week. But episode three kind of left you with that feeling. So very glad they made that decision, even if we had to wait an extra week to get what we got. But I I loved it. Like, it is the best Star Wars show. We've seen three episodes. Boom. Lawyered. Baby Jacksonville Pews. Thoughts and feelings across the entire three-episode feature film we got. Uh, I'm not going to say I loved it yet. I think episode four is going to make me love this show like to another level because I feel like a lot of the social media reactions and reviews that came out this past week were like really, really good, really positive, but a lot of them had already seen the Mm. first four. And I think episode four is bringing something else to the table. I even saw a tweet that said so many Easter eggs. So kind of holding out for that because like I – I really, really, really like the show. I just, I can't put it on that love level yet. Um, I have like some nitpicks. It was slow. It's definitely a slow burn as many of the reactions said, um, but I was still interested. Like I, there wasn't like a moment where I was like, I'm kind of out on this. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's the greatest Star Wars show of all time just yet. I also don't think, I saw someone tweet out that it's the best Disney Star Wars content we've got since they bought Lucasfilm. Definitely don't agree with I that. I would say the best looking. Like about, it's oh. gorgeous. 
Maybe the best looking. Absolutely the best looking. Yeah, definitely the best looking Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. That's not even a question. Like, I mean, this look, it felt like a movie. It felt cinematic. Um, I have no problems on the technical side of things. Uh, But yeah, I don't think I'm as over the moon about it, but I still lean on like, yeah, I mean, this show is fantastic. Clino the Dino, bring us home, buddy. It's funny, because coming into the show, I mean, we joked about the sizzle reels and stuff, but the way this show had always been described really intrigued me in that it was going to be basically like a Cold War thriller in the Star Wars universe. This really slow, this like Tinker Tailor soldier spy, just like slow and brooding and methodical thriller. And I don't know what I was expecting, but that's exactly what we got. And I, I do really like it. It is slow, but it feels like reading a really good, like, book like this like it feels like i'm like yeah really they're using the tv medium here very 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 well it reminds me of like i don't know if you guys have watched the fx series the americans i've seen some of it and it reminds me a lot of that like it is fairly very like slow and plotting and things so very slowly develop and i dig that and as jack said like the first thing that blew me away we talked about it with the trailers is like technically this is incredible i was like john the floor like this looks like a movie unlike any of the other disney disney plus stuff does there was no like shoddy cgi at all the sets like i immediately could tell that like oh all like this most of the sets are practical and they're actually in a location and like and i dig it i still were three episodes in and i don't 100 percent even know where the series is going but i kind of like that like i kind of I'm kind of enjoying just being here and there's enough intrigue. I will say, and we'll probably touch on more. I think, or touch on it a little more. I think aside from the mainline star Wars movies and even some of the mainline star Wars movies, star Wars has had a, like a villain problem for a very long time. I love, love the antagonist in this, the, Mm. the, the corpos or whatever you want to call them. Um, And then the main jet, that main general, like, I love how they've set him up. I think at first I'm like, this guy's way too pretty to be a bad guy. And like the more they give of him to me, the more I'm like, oh, like like I'm seeing the cracks and I really, really dig that. And yeah, I don't know. Diego Luna. Oh, oh my God. Born to play oh, this role. He's Born to play this role and just so handsome. Incredibly yes. handsome. Yes. Looks great. Yeah. I will say just another thought that came to my mind was, and I tweeted this out. The style of this show, the way they're telling the story, um, the fact that it's methodical, it like it doesn't no. feel like Star Wars while still feeling like Star Wars. And it's just such a breath of fresh mm-hmm. air for the franchise. I think it's something that we desperately needed because Obi-Wan, the show wasn't a uh, – I mean, it, was, it didn't come from Favreau or Filoni, but Deborah Chow was still a part of it, and she came – from the Mandalorian, at least when it comes to Star Wars. So it still kind of felt like it was almost in that universe. Um, and, you know, after Book of Boba Fett and that, it's just nice to get something so different. Uh, and well, you see a lot away. of like creators in Star Wars and it's like any franchise entertainment nowadays. It's like, this is a blank in whatever franchise like like marvel does it all the time it's like oh this is a psychological yeah. thrill this is the first horror movie in the mcu but like with marvel specifically like every time you were getting vanilla ice cream it is just a different variation of vanilla ice cream vanilla ice cream is still delicious but it is like they can say whatever it is but yeah there's little tweaks but it does ultimately end up coming back to that like 
Iron Man formula, I will say, this genuinely feels different than mm-hmm. uh, even different than Rogue One. Like mm-hmm. it feels mm-hmm. genuinely different. And I'm fascinated to see if this creates a trend for Disney to to take the dive more so and give us a straight comedy in this universe or a or I said musical early like like that's crazy that's crazy <laughs> but like you know what I mean like at least explore and commit to those things instead of kind of just like dipping the toes in a little bit like this feels mm. different this feels like a Jason Bourne movie which makes sense mm. because Tony Gilroy um but and yeah. Stephen Schiff, who was the showrunner for The Americans, is a part of this. Even though it's funny because Stephen Schiff was supposed to be the showrunner. He was. And the, the show that they were creating. Have you guys ever seen Butch Cassidy and the Sunshine, Sunshine Kid? Kid? The old one with. Is it? Definitely I thought not it was Sunshine, Sunshine Kid. Kid. It, it's Sundance. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. It was going to be sun, more. This was going to be more it's like. Sundance. It's definitely romp. Sundance. I know. Wasn't anyway. it? Like it was going to be more fun. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it was gonna. I'm pretty sure, like the it was gonna be like Cassie and Andor and K2SO, and that's when Tony came in. Apparently, it was like, no, no, it, the story's got to be this. And now we have what we have. And I just, I, you can feel the Gilroy's just, I don't know, love for this story that they're trying to tell and and the creativity behind it. Yeah, this is this show's fucking awesome. Let's be honest, <laughs> it like, rips, it's dude. so good. It 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 rips it. It burns, it shreds, it, I don't know, you come it up with does another shred. The music is, oh, is crazy. We've talked about like musical experimentation in the Star Wars universe over the last little bit and they have been like dabbling into different sounds, but like this is totally different. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, Thomas, because you haven't like shared your like genuine thoughts yet. This, it, it's so set in Star Wars and it doesn't feel like Star Wars all at the same time. Like it doesn't, it doesn't. It's finding this beautiful balance. I, I think I've, I think the best way to explain it is this feels like a Star Wars book made mm-hmm. on screen, mm-hmm. like to a T. Good point. To a T. Wow. I'm listening to Princess and the Scoundrel right now, which by the way, Leah, the audiobook has two different narrators, one for Han, oh, one I for love Leah. That. I mean, yeah, it's so good. Mark Thompson is the one for Han. Gotta love him. He does everything, including Grand Admiral Mithron Yorodu. Oh, the there one. it is. Two for but two. It's, it worked out well. Uh, <laughs> but it really does feel like a book. It is slow. It's It lingers. Like There's five plot beats that I have for each episode. And in another episode, I'm, you know, we, we expand so much. There's so much happening non-verbally and it's not packed with Easter eggs. And it is simply like you're lingering with Cassie and Andor and this tension that is built through the, the color grading, through the acting, through the sound design, through the music itself. I mean, the acting in this. Oh, my God. It's, it's got all the Gabagool. Jack, did I make that reference right? You got it, buddy. The Gabagool. I will say so many more accents than I'm used to in Star Wars. Like, oh just my God. flavor of everything. I love it. You get you get Diego yeah. Luna with the just like his amazing twang and his voice. There's the thick Scottish accent in places. You have Stellan Skarsgård who just kissing oh, in dirt. Like it is, <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Yeah, there's a, then you have Bix, then you got good old fucking Tim. Tim, it made me laugh. We learned that his name was Tim. You, Tim. <laughs> why is it, why is his name Tim? Because it's got two M's. Because it's Star I, Wars. 
still Tim. Oh, I, I, I think we can. I think I can come and help out with this Tim situation. It's Tim. Tim with two Tim. M's. Or is it like you know when you eat something delicious and you go, hmm? Is it like Tim? Tim. That's how Tony came up with the name when he was writing it. Actually. Oh, he was like, what he if was, we named him Tim? And he, as he said Tim. that, he like took a nice little like some like tomato soup and a grilled cheese. It was like, <laughs> no, it, it was Honey Nut Cheerios. Actually, oh, it was wow. like morning. Just kind of came to him. He had writer's block, but the Cheerios helped. Mmm, Tim, it did. Let's go ahead and jump into the very few plot beats of episode one. So each, the structure of these episodes really, I mean, in a way it conjures Book of Boba Fett, but it's done so much better that it reminds me a little bit more of Arrow and how it's utilized. Book of Boba Fett was like, here's some flashbacks in the flashback pod. They don't normally connect with everything, but have fun. Every time you get in the pod, you're going back in time. In this, you have to actually connect each time it switches. They tell you one time, hey, we've switched back in time to Kinari, and they tell you one time, and then you have to pay attention to the color grading. It's oh, it's vibrant and green and it's luscious. It looks like prey if you've watched prey yet. Like, Not yet. Oh that's what God, it reminded yes, me sir. of. I'm like, are we did I did I click on the right thing? It, it's a staunch difference in uh the way it just feels as you're watching it. So it's really fun to watch how they utilize the structure of flashbacks and the way it builds back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And neither of the stories really crescendo until the end of episode three, which is exciting because it's making me think that they're going to utilize the same tactic across, you know, the year two in episodes one through three next season and then year three in the next three episodes. And they're going to utilize the flashbacks to you know, talk about, oh, this is the beginning of this storyline and then utilize the modern day to be like, this is how the end of the storyline. So the start of the mission, the end of the mission. I think that's how they're going to utilize it in the future. Shit that I've already jumped too far ahead. Let's jump back to season one. Andor, we find out, is from Canari. It opens up. He's looking for his sister. He goes to the bar. Klein was wrong. It's not the alien girl in the back. She just looks like a generic alien from... Oh, man. I could have sworn. She's the same species as a Jedi, if I'm not mistaken. We're not going to worry about that. He gets harassed by guards and accidentally kills one with a really solid headbutt to the bridge in the nose and then shoots the other point blank in the fucking face. Five minutes in. That whole sequence where he's, you don't know what's happening. You just hear the voices and it's just his head and you see them slowly coming towards him, but they never come in focus. I was like, filmmaking like i know that that shot's probably been a hundred times but i'm sitting here cinema. going like oh like this is cinema like just chef's kiss it was so good well that's because we've seen that type of scene before happen so many times so it's like how do you do it in a like a kind of a new way or an, an engaging way i guess and when you're just sticking on cassian in his face and you see all of the little things going through his mind how's this gonna turn out how am i gonna get out of this like oh yeah it's executed perfectly like on every level script directing cinematography acting all of it leah how hype were you when that dickhead got shot in the face i didn't know who was a good guy and who was a bad guy yet so i was actually really concerned i was like is he just going all saw guerrero right now what's the guy say to him at the bar you think something funny you keep looking at me you think something funny over here except he's got more of a like a scottish accent instead of a new york you think something's funny yeah. there mate <laughs> exactly i don't know i'm sorry i went i went <laughs> i went straight to hundu in Naka. Uh, he ends up spending like the entire episode setting up his way to get off of off world from Ferrix. Spelt like ferret, 
but you know, I X instead of E T. It's fantastic. He does not phone home. We meet Bix and her boo named Tim, some other folks, and then Andor talks about an untraceable Imperial nav system that he has. Meanwhile, we find out the security officer of Pro More. That's the abbreviation for that planet that I don't fucking remember. The Corpos. Uh, he, the, the Corpos, yeah. The, gotta love the Corpos, man. The actual man in charge does not give a damn. He cares more about telling the Empire that they are safe and secure in their new Empire. So he tells them to swipe it under the rug. And then the guy that looks like Ramsey from Game of Thrones hops in and is all like, no, I'm a goody two-shoes. I tailored my suit to fit me good. I'm going to do the right thing because I'm a real boy. And he starts <laughs> off a whole cavalcade of dominoes, sends out a signal to Ferrix that he's looking for a canary male with dark features. Along the way of episode one, we get a flashback. A ship engine explodes and crashes in the wilderness, and the tribe of children, children, I say, set out to scavenge the site, and we see Cassian, real name Cassa, and his sister's relationship as she lo looks to him for protection. I'm jumping to Leah. Did you get vibes of Padawan? Padawan. Yeah, it was, I, was, I was just sitting here connecting the dots. I was like, I read something recently that this reminded me of Padawan. Yes. Padawan. I felt so, so much like, oh my God, this, I felt it's like I just read that. Really close to what they were doing in that book. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck happened to the parents. And you know what probably happened? They're probably in the mine. Probably. Yeah. Dying mm -hmm. of toxic fumes, sulfur, or chloroform, or whatever that was. It took me forever Ethanol. to figure that out because I was like, where are the parents too? Because again, the line that we've referenced so many times is Cassian saying in Rogue One, I've been in this fight since I was six. And he's definitely like 10, 11 here. So I was like, huh. And so, yeah, I have to assume maybe there was a skirmish. Maybe they died. Maybe maybe the accident was caused by something to do with the Clone Wars. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Omega. Omega. I will say these like li these li little kids. Oh my gosh. These th this tribe of children, the Goonies here. I love and it's a small detail that I like in movies and TV shows. I watch everything with subs and I love when people talk in different languages and they intentionally don't give you a subtitle. Yes. And it's like I can I can convey you can convey to me everything that's being said here without a word of me like actually understanding what is happening. <laughs> And I love that because you you know what's going on, except you get no real dialogue from any of them. It, it's just coming out in a different language. I love it. Um, and I want more of these kids. Skeleton crew? <gasps> They're going to be dead, but sure. I know. I, I just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the same planet. Who knows? Jack, Jack. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, I'm finally in Star Wars, we get a, um, well, they switched it, but five BBY at the beginning of the show. We finally got a time oh, period. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I don't yeah. like we've never I don't think we've ever gotten that in Star Wars. We've seen planets show up on the screen. But have we ever gotten like a time like this is set in mm. this year? Like, I don't think so. I don't think I don't so. Think so. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Jack, Jack, what a pull, bud. Thank you. You're Twitter. right. We never have. Shout out Twitter. When you said thinking, five like, BBY, I thought you were talking about the droid. And I'm like, what do you mean? This is another droid. It's really cool. I love like, uh, but I The I droid is awesome, by the way. About. He's like a turtle. I love the droid. His stuttering, so good. Great. B2 emo. Good comedy too. B2 emo? Mm -hmm. That is me. 
I was about to say. <laughs> wow. I, I wonder if he listens to Paramore as much as I do. <laughs> Probably. No, he's listening to uh, the kids from Tattooing Rhapsody. He just wants everyone to know that he... I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I love that he actually... Like, he's, he's a droid you would expect to speak binary, and he speaks basic. That's a nice little fun twist on mm. the usual usual. Really comes in handy, really gets us in trouble. Anything specific about episode one we want to talk about? I like that the droid needed extra energy to lie, and that he can oh, lie. Yeah. That's not a thing droids <laughs> so normally good. do. I will say just the supporting characters that we meet here and yeah. I guess meet through the other two episodes, but this is kind of, I guess the only other main supporting character we get in the other two episodes is Stellan. Cause he's not in this one, but just like the overall cast, I think is they're all so good. Mm-hmm. Even I love, um, what was her name? What did you say? Bix. 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 Yes. Is, is no, his mom. Is that oh, no, Marva. No. Marva. I love Marva. Like, I think that she, is even the young Marva, I like her in the flashbacks when we get her, but like I, I love the dynamic between the two of them. What are you looking at, Thomas? What do you It's the same lady. I know. But it's just oh, like younger they made DH. Yeah. They yeah, did a really good job with that. They did a very good yeah. job. Um, but yeah, I just shout out to the like supporting characters because like I knew I would like Diego Luna, and I mean Stellan doesn't miss, but like I'm like, who what kind of faces are we gonna meet and how quickly am I gonna care about them? Cause there's so many people in Star Wars at this point that it's just like, here's a new character. And then, I, you know what? Like the, the catalog is getting big. And it's like, how many yeah. more can I stuff in there? But I can, I can put a few more, I guess. You know what's great about Marva is that when she, you can tell there's such a difference, whether you want to call like her mental state or you can tell she's changed since that flashback. Like yeah. you can tell mm. she's been through some stuff. And Thomas and I had a conversation about this, but um, the man she was with, we are in super- episode three. Oh, okay. Never mind. We'll get to it then. But yeah, you can you can tell there's a big difference. But oh, right, the flashbacks aren't in this episode. Yeah, McLean, you're getting me all off. Yeah, track. I blame you. Um, is it before we get no. there? Is it Marva or Marva? Like David, two ways. Like David. Oh, yeah. Let's do Marva just for funsies. <laughs> also, I um, just realized that she is Petunia Dursley in Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. We I'd- talked about. Did we talk about that last week? Yeah, last yes. week. I just made that connection. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't have been able to make that connection if Jack Jack hadn't told me last week. I got it. I knew she looked familiar, but I couldn't have told you if I hadn't looked it up. I mean, were they in what was the last Harry Potter movie she was in? I guess it was briefly in it was briefly in Deadly Hallows Part One because they're moving out of the house. I just remembered. Oh, yes. But like it is that one. I mean it's been ten years since that. That's kind of crazy. Man. That's why I feel old. Twenty ten. It's been 12 years, Jack. I was fresh in college. It's been 12 years. It's 2010. Yeah. Crazy. Um, a whole dozen years ago. I, I had another thing I wanted to mention about this episode, which was Bix. And it's just, it's smart writing. It's smart dialogue. Because you can feel that there's so much more to this relationship than what we're actually getting. And it's also the acting as well. Um, like there's so much implied history there. And... Yeah, the, I, I forget the actress's name. I think she was in Morbius, who plays Bix, but she crushes it. Um, I, damn it, I know her name and I can't think of it. Research department, Thomas. I get think on the it. moment that that like I call out <laughs> specifically when you talk about that is like when they're sitting at the bar and Tim 
just poor old Tim is over at the other side Man, of the room Tim. and Freaking Andor Tim. puts his hand on her hand and she like pulls it away and like she's what she say like not here like you need to go and like it's it's just like you get just this little interaction and you're like there is so much more going on right. here um and I really I do like that you can tell she genuinely has feelings for Tim and is like like hanging out with Tim but she's hiding so much like she's yeah. going to do she's playing I don't know. She's going to these and, business deals and this and that. And like the everyone's there's all there's so much gray area because when she's talking with Cassian, he's like, you've been skimming off the top and she's pissed yeah. that he's not selling to her. And he's like, I need the money. It's like uh, there's just so much great back and forth and the dynamic that they've set up. Like, yeah, they care about each other. Yeah, they're friends, but they're also just trying to make it in this very harsh world. Um, also, great planet, by the way. I like the planet. Fair. Mm -hmm. Cool design. Adria Arjona is and is she a Morbius? Yeah. So she must she she's got good seen her movie. agents like they're really good at picking yes. things out for her. Oh yeah, for sure. And and true under true under true detective six underground. Irma six underground. Vett. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's find oh, another. Ooh, triple Frontier. This. That's where I know her. That's from. a jam. That was a jam. I, yeah. That is good. Yeah. That's a, a great movie. cast. If only the plot were just. Oh, also Pacific Rim Uprising she was in. I did not oh, see that one. She plays. Is that she the plays sequel? Jules Reyes. Yeah. Yes. You know what else she's in? She plays Ramirez in Fortnite. Oh, there everybody's we go. favorite game. Hey, dude, I, I'm out there getting dubs. <laughs> I have Perhaps. one more question for the panel about um, episode one. Mm -hmm. And I don't know quite how to phrase this. When I watched Cassian, I mean, he accidentally kills that one guy, but then kills the other guy. May have also I, been an accident. I, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, There's two sides to every story. <laughs> Can we I be have, sure? It wasn't I get the accident. feeling that the only reason he was worried about getting in some kind of fight with them or whatever, or even killing them was because he could get caught. I feel like though, if I went up to Cassian and if I was just like somehow like I could pause time and this was all real, I could go up to Cassian and be like, Hey, you can kill those two basically Imperial guys over there and you won't get caught. I promise you. I feel like he would go do it because I don't feel like he hesitated necessarily because of his morals I feel like he hesitated just because he didn't want to get caught. And if that is the case, I just think it's interesting because he's our protagonist yet. I don't know. I just get the vibe that like he, he's not holding back in this show. So I just have, I, I wanted to pose that question to you guys. What, how did you read that scene? If, if Cassian is hesitating for a second there because he knows it's, you know, killing is wrong or if it's just because uh, should I risk getting caught, whatever. And obviously he shoots the guy, but. Anybody have any thoughts on that? I think he has very I'm, gray morals. Yeah. And this this series in particular, I feel like it's going to explore the gray area of war a lot because he has these gray morals. Like he's been in this fight since he was six years old. What's one more right. to this death tally Ooh. at this point? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that he paused just because he was at a point where he's like, this will cost him. He just gave out information that he knows he shouldn't be giving out. And now he's being watched by people and he's doing it in a really sketchy place. I think it's definitely a lot less about morals and a lot more about the work well, he's going to have to do. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. He knows That's what sort of baggage guess. could come with this. Like it, that could be mm -hmm. a nobody that could be a high ranking Imperial officer. Like mm -hmm. he doesn't, 
really know and he knows that like if i put a not a bullet if i put this gun if i shoot this laser through this blaster bolt through this dude's forehead like i could potentially like it could potentially come with a lot of baggage and ultimately it does yeah and i guess the reason it like i started thinking about that is because throughout the rest of the episodes we don't see him struggle with the fact i guess when i first watched it i thought he was struggling with like the morality of it of like should i kill this guy should i not but throughout the episode he doesn't deal with it again it's more so he's dealing with it in the sense of like i gotta get out of here because they're gonna find me and i i don't know i just think it's i mean we kind of saw that in rogue one it's just crazy to me that here we have this protagonist and yeah those guys are dicks and assholes in the beginning but like just you know straight up murder I, and i feel like he he has a vengeance to him where and we see that in episode three but like i don't know if it's he, a vengeance a vengeance i just think that he he's a survivor and he knows what it takes to be to survive this honestly the whole three episodes reminded me a lot of like a post-apocalyptic story and it's just everyone mm-hmm. is trying to survive and he he knows that you know what if i have to do this i have to do this because it's going to mean that i get to tomorrow I, Klein, I agree with what you said, but I do think there is a vengeance to him, and we'll get to it once we get to episode three, once we get to those flashbacks. What a great way to get us back on track there, Jack Jack Pews. Episode two starts, uh, Andor is confronted by Mama Marva about his actions and the search for him. The Boo Tim sends out a signal to Premore Security Company, and they confirm Andor is the suspect with the lady with the awesome hair. The security force is then going to go on their way to Ferrix with a gung-ho Sergeant Mosk. He's, uh, he's a Scottish. I didn't do Scottish very well. There. He's a Sergeant Mosk. He says shit later on. It's great. Ready to bring down a swift hand upon the system world. We find out Canari is abandoned after an Imperial mining disaster considered toxic which we'll jump to the flashbacks now Cassis sees a great mine that appears deserted earlier on in the episode then they approach the crash site and everyone appears to be dead until one of them shoots the leader and she's dead we'll never find out as far as i know she's dead um her eyes were open so she's obviously dead took a blaster bolt right to the right side of her body so that sucks um the they are republic officers if you you can tell by the logo on there and then they will mention it officially in episode three uh they're jaundiced aggressively yellow and like yellow green looking like a weird gumball if you will i was confused uh, at from first. the guest i thought I it thought, was the I thought it was species. Yeah. <laughs> oh really it yeah. took me a I second did. then i saw their gas masks mm-hmm. well until uh, this moment the, i thought it was their uh <laughs> the, yeah, if they i'm were not mistaken the, world. if i'm not mistaken the first thing you see is a body on the ground and then them hanging out of the the guy that's hanging out of that lock and all the gas is coming out mm. Mm-hmm. I, didn't pay attention. I think that was the first shot uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, I don't know. I, I would say throw it to the research department, but I'm not going to edit in a, uh, a, a correct or false later on. So we'll find out next week on this good old fashioned podcast that we listen to. Uh, but that is when I mean, that leads directly into episode three. We're just going to review episode three and jump back. It's much easier at this point. Uh, we start with the flashback. Casa gets on the Imperial ship to scavenge and sees the results of the toxins of everybody dying. I'm going to come back to the very end of this flashback later because holy fuck. Luthen Rial, that's right, that's his name, uh, 
and if anyone's wondering, that is a Thor reference when he says Realms, Luthen Rail. That's his name. I'm calling it. Lands and finds out about the special forces. They land in a mini. Jesus Christ, what does this say? Hold on, I'm gonna edit, I have to edit this. What is this? 58 minutes? Find out about the SE theory forces. I'm guessing that's just special security forces. Okay, there you go. This is we what happens it. when you view it on your phone. Luthen Real lands and finds out about the security forces, and then the security forces land in a mini troop carrier, which was an amazing, quite literal little Easter egg to the Clone Wars, and they go to Marva. Cassian calls B2 because he's arranged for B2 to go back there, and he tells them, you know, like, hey, man, tell her I'm sorry for everything. The security tracks Andor based on this uh, signal, and then Rial and Andor meet. We get the lines from the trailer about sneaking in and the Empire never thinking they get got because, you know, they're too fat and eating pretty. And then Rial recruits Andor, and then we get a super awesome firefight, and... That pretty much comes down to one of my favorite things I've ever seen in Star Wars. They are quite literally surrounded. They're beating on these things, you know, drawing in. They're creating a distraction. And what is if what you is will. Mom saying? She's talking. She, meanwhile, she's monologuing, going, "What the reckoning? You know, that's what a reckoning sounds like. That's what a reckoning yeah. sounds like. Oh. What's worse is when it stops." It stops. And he's like, what happens when it stops? And it doesn't stop right there. But then when it does stop, you're sitting there going, what is is going on? The tension, man. Oh, my God. The tension is is built right in, again, the sound, man. It's just, if you've ever been into a crowd and all of a sudden everything goes quiet in the crowd, that's, you know, the, that's when scary shit's, yeah, about to happen or has happened. That's how exactly. you, th- like, that's, whenever you want something to be quiet, in a movie or TV show, make it really loud first mm-hmm. and then just mm-hmm. stop. And because it could be tension, it could just be the feeling of like, holy shit. Oh, uh, Last Jedi. Uh, hey, the Last whole Jedi. maneuver. Yeah, like literally maneuver. that. Perfect. Yeah, they did it great here. And everybody's like, they're all hyped. These security forces are ready to go. And as soon as the sounds stop, they all look around and go, oh shit, like we're in trouble now. Because, you know, if you've ever been in a firefight, you know, once it gets quiet, that's when you really got to worry. And then all of a sudden, Andor and Rial, they 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 jump, jump in a speeder. It goes on out. The, the security forces blow it to hell. They get it to stop. It flips Cyril Karn, the, the really pretty Ramsey Bolton-looking motherfucker. He is like, looks at Mosk, and they're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, goes the dynamite and... They go, the, the, the acting here, they look at each other and they're real triumphant. And then they're just like, oh my fucking God, we just got everybody killed. North team is wiped out. Everyone's losing their fucking minds. The dog's barking at them. That's not true. And then Andor and Rial, they, they go out on a classic speeder from Return of the Jedi. They're just speeding off, being shot at, getting out of the way. I mean, it's just absolute hell in a handbasket. We jump. The final shot is Andor getting into Rial's ship. They're flying off. It's right before, you know, they're, it's right as they're leaving the planet, you know, um, and they're cutting in and out of the flashbacks. In the flashbacks, 
Marva kidnaps fucking Andor. Like, hits him with gas, kidnaps him off the planet. The guy that's with him might be her husband, as Jack-Jack alluded to earlier, and we'll get to that. We also find out in this episode that Andor, uh, from Rial, they, they hung your father out there, didn't they? Like, he knows every single thing about him. Jump to they're getting off the ship, and it is intersplicing modern day with the flashback of the first time he left the planet Kalani? Kanari. Kanari. Kanali sounds very Hawaiian. <laughs> I know. That's why I went. I, I'm sorry. I, I touched my beads. I'll go to Kanali. <laughs> Kanari and his last time, in theory, leaving Ferex, which is a great juxtaposition. It's basically the beginning of the end of this sequence, of, of this time period that we're stuck with in these flashbacks. Woo! And then I went to fucking work. Let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, let's jump around the horn here. We'll start with Leah. Um, episode two. What kind of stood out to you in episode two? There were. I skipped a lot of Bix yeah. and Tim. Oh, shit. Real oh, yeah. Fast. Tim died. <laughs> Tim's Tim, dead. Tim is a dumb. I, I don't know why it's not in my notes. Tim is a fucking idiot. You, it is in your notes. Okay. It, exactly that is in your notes. Oh, it's below. Oh, God. <laughs> I had so much more and I was just winging it on the end. Yeah, um, they hurt Bix. Tim rushes in and gets yelled at, uh, gets killed like a fucking idiot. He didn't even say that he was the one who called them, by the way. That's just dumb and bad optics. Um, and then they make their state boom explosion. Sorry. Thank you, Leah. Um, episode two, there were two little details that made me go, oh, this is this is different. This is something I get behind. I think they're in episode two. One was the blue noodles that the security guy is eating from a oh takeout God, container yes. at a security panel. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it is the most normal, everyday thing. And they've never done anything like that, as far as I can remember. It was just so casual. And there's lots of these moments in episode two that are very, like, slice of life. Very that we, real. It was, it was so real. They're going to work. They're just, they're shopping in the background. It's not, it didn't feel like forced extras on a set where they're just like go stand there and look happy this was like you dropped into a city that people were living in and the other was the big like anvil bell ringing guy so cool that was the coolest thing um obviously they had to set him up for for later for the hammering but it's just such a weird detail that that's how everyone knows when it's time to go to work and leave work and you see like construction workers going into work when his his buddy that he owes money I just those that moment. I was like, "This is this is different. This is not a in the volume. I know what's going to happen to some degree in this show." Show. Kleino. Um. Episode I, I mean, episode two and three kind of like not blur together to me, but I love the introduction. I guess of Stellan that we get of him coming in on this big, in this big kind of cruiser thing. Um, I love the propulsion sales guy that is just like chatting him up. And I'm like, I've been there, dude. Like I've had that person on the bus. And then, but by the end of it, you're like, oh, maybe these guys are kind of friends now. But at first you can tell that <laughs> Stellan is just sitting there going like, oh, just go away. Like I've been on that bus before. It's like, man, like I had a night last night. Like, can you just not uh, right now? But I love that whole sequence. I, I love the dude hitting the anvil. Um, And I really, really like that. It's not just him hitting him hitting the anvil and making the sound like it actually builds into the score. Like 
it actually mm-hmm. becomes part of the music that is playing and part of the uh, just like sonic experience, not just sound on set is very cool. Um, I really, I think two to me doesn't stand out a lot amongst the three because I think that two and three blend so seamlessly together. Whereas one, it was like, oh my gosh, this is a new thing. I can kind of break it down beat by beat. But honestly, for two, like, I don't know if I could do the same thing. Like when you said Tim died, I'm like, wait, that was in three and not two. Mm -hmm. Um, I think two is where we get a scene. And this is a weird little thing that I noticed. We get a lot of firsts in Star Wars in this series, one being the first expletive. Um, we get our first like dressing scene in Star Wars, which I was like, yeah. like oh, yeah. they like the two of them, B- Bix and Tim, wake up and Bix gets up and puts on her pants, and I'm like, that is that is so like a normal thing that you see in TV all the time. But it's like, wait, is this? Like, I think this is the first time in Star Wars I've ever seen somebody put on a <laughs> pair of pants, which is yeah, absolutely weird, a bizarre thing to say, but it's something I noticed. So I was like, wait, like. This feels so different. It's but normally it feels... a big show, like Padme putting on her whole getup, or exactly. little Leia putting on her little ceremony. It dress was literally her rolling movie. out of bed and just like putting on her putting on her jeans. And I was like, "This is so like un Star Wars to me." But also, I know it sounds weird. Like, <laughs> no, but I, I'm, I'm, I, not, it I'm not. It doesn't. I'm not like, "Oh my god, it was Star Wars first butt." Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Taika wasn't here, so no butts were involved. No, uh, you do see a lot more leg Damn than you shame. did ever before in Star Wars, but I like, <laughs> but it is something that I noticed, and it like Leah was talking it, about it a little wait, bit. Where is like, it more leg? Yeah, yeah. Is it more leg than yeah. than Leia in? Oh yeah, Return of the Jedi. You see, yeah, you see like Ooh, underwear. Actually, I didn't think about that. She's wearing underwear. Oh, yeah, in Return I guess of the Jedi. Return, yeah, never mind. Yeah. Return the intention of the Jedi, is you're right. different behind. This both is different. That's like, fair. That Leia was, was saying like there's this so many is... slices of life in this, and th- there there are like this is this this dumb little tiny sequence that we're now spending like four minutes talking about, but it feels <laughs> well, so even them in the bed is just like human. Even them in the bed, yeah, we've never it's very seen intimate. That. Oh yeah, he's just staring at her while she sleeps. Yeah, 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 weirdo. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just watching you. And what she asked for the, co- the whatever they what's the coffee in Star Wars world? Calf. 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 Is the calf ready? Like <laughs> it's such a like Tuesday morning thing to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going point. out to dinner after work. Like they're like we're only gonna go out once a week. I guess they're saving money. <laughs> yeah, it's times are tough. No, they, they can't they, they can't they space Postmates every home. week or every day. Like it's it's hard. It's only so many blue noodles Postmates. to go around. <laughs> Yeah, she's skimming off the top. She has really, really, you know, tight hey, budget. Cassian, you know he, she might be, he's going to come to her and be like, hey, I'll actually sell you this thing. And she didn't take it. She's like, no, 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 no. Stellan's on his way. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, there's a chance we never see her again. Uh, it says on IMDb she's only in four episodes. I saw that. It, so intrigue hmm. we'll see what happens maybe they all get killed on that planet there's there's no telling jack jack episode two yeah i don't have much to add because i agree with klein that it just kind of ran together with episode three it's my least favorite all the butt stuff the three <laughs> sure. oh, oh no I, I didn't mean it like that i don't have anything else to say yet okay there is yeah this is a very real show though you never know what could happen hey we did not see what happened once they got into bed together so i mean 
Jack, Jack, please get us off the truck. <laughs> yes. I don't even. Okay. Um, oh, 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 I did. There was one thing. The introduction of um, what's that guy's name? The Scottish guy who's helping pretty Ramsey. Sa- Sergeant Mosk. Sergeant Mosk. Great. I mean, he's like, I, I know they're not tech. Like, I think they're like third party. They're like hired contractors for the Imperials, I guess is the way to put it. Um, but he's a perfect Imperial. And the fact that he like wants to go in guns blazing, like, Oh my, it, it just fits so well within like the Star Wars empire that we've seen before. Um, and also the actor, I didn't know this. He's in the Batman. He plays the, um, oh, I don't know if he's like a part of the police department, but he's like the guy with the beard and like the slick back hair. He's got like the big coat. Um, the yeah. one who they like interview, like the one who they like interrogate about the, about the penguin. Uh, I don't know. I think I so. To, I think I don't really yeah. he's the like movie. a corrupt oh, cop. Hold on, he's in the Batman. His name is yeah. His name is Alex Ferns. Just type it in Google, and you'll see he'll or type in Alex Ferns the Batman, and you'll see the guy, and you'll be like, oh, he's that guy. You know who he is? Yeah, you know who he yeah, is. Yeah, he's the corrupt. He's the commissioner. He says happy fucking Halloween. Yes. He says happy yes. fucking Halloween <laughs> and shit in Star Wars. This dude's a legend. He is a legend. He's great in that. Also, I will say, and Jack, Holy I would love fuck. your opinion, being a resident fashionista. Those those costumes, so good. Their outfits, oh, their look, the, the whatever corpo yeah. look. There are some good looks in this show. I will shout out the weird toque with the plastic brim that some people are wearing. Um, but oh yeah, those the blue those blue like imperial outfits are like great. They look like those they are squeak, cool. Though. Those are cool. I will say though, some of the design choices when it comes to like clothing are a little too earth. For me, there's that one oh. kid with the green hoodie. The it's literally jacket. just a hoodie. I will yeah, say I think, Bix's, yeah, yeah. Bix's orange outfit when I first saw it was like, wait, that's Goku's like gi from <laughs> Dragon Ball. <laughs> anyway, it's like orange. Were... It's got a white symbol on the chest. Like it, I, it looked like Goku's <laughs> oh, outfit. Oh, fuck. That's why I, I was like, why does this look so familiar to me? You're right. I agree. They're yeah, a little too yeah. humanoid. They're like the, um, the cable knit sweaters that they had in Mando on the. Yes. Or even or even Kylo's yeah, yeah, black yeah, yeah. sweater he wears in yeah. uh, Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, I have that. Like, I have that outfit. <laughs> well, when I saw this green hoodie, what? I was like, I don't wear green, but Mon I Calamari. could go get something like that in my Mon Cal- Yes, you got it, Leah. <laughs> okay, Wait, got really no. quick. You don't wear green. Just fashion choices. Yeah, I don't wear. Really green. quick. Th- not everybody like that's that's peasant wear. Yeah, they're you struggling. They can't have seen. blue noodles every night. You got to remember what we've seen is like the ultimate, the, the peak of Jedi and politics and the peak of the rebellion and the empire. Like we're not boots on ground. Uncle this Owen is, is not the peak on- of the yeah, empire. <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> he <laughs> wears white and brown and it's he basically exactly. wears a shirt. It's not just the colors. It's like it, they have robes no, no, on too. And they have like a whole, they have a gadget like belt thing on too. Like it's not there's a it's like a different kind of fabric. I'm just saying, and I'm not saying all of them, Thomas. Like I, I'm not saying all the fashion. There's that one kid who has a green hoodie on, and again, and the puffer jacket. Like, Did weird. you get that from the, the Gap, was dude? Weird. Yeah, dude, I could go get that jacket right now. Like I could go to a store and get that you one. Can I'm just saying, are you guy? sure? You should. Yeah, you should. You should. You should do that, and you can also make it a Squid Games outfit while you're at it. Yes, Thomas. Yes, it's the colors. <laughs> I haven't even seen Squid Games, and I was like, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's That's a fun show. That show. Also, while we're here, it's a Gohan outfit, by the way. 
Which I, what so is? We're just stick I, that went right. The over. green and white. Oh, tracksuit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna keep it Dragon Ball and Jack Jack. Anything else? Sorry, we took you off track for the uh, fashionista. No, I mean report. episode two. No, should I? Could I go into episode three? Should I just start us off with episode? Do three? it. Yeah, start us with tree justice okay. for Tim. <laughs> Fuck Tim. <laughs> Sorry, completely stupid. Dude, he had two M's. He was from Star Wars. Tim. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my man Tim. Tim will go down as just like one of those guys who. Maybe he was going to try to right his wrongs. He never got the chance, man. I feel like Tim would have came around. And, he, and he's forgotten by history. Yeah, he, absolutely. He won't be written about in the history books, just like Tyrion Lannister wasn't written about in the Song of Ice and Fire, but that's okay. Uh, I just, I'm about to finish Game of Thrones, so I had to throw that in there. Um, episode three. So I guess I'll just start with this, Klein. The reason why I think there is a shade of vengeance to cassian is because if we're assuming that marva's uh um or that guy that was with marva uh was her husband then and she became cassian's adoptive mother i would assume that guy was his adoptive father and he was the father that luthan is referencing that was hung in that square on ferrix um and i I think Thomas and I talked about this. I think we're going to see that scene because there are still those shots in the trailers where it looks like they're on Ferrix and there's a bunch of clone troopers, not stormtroopers, clone troopers. So we're going back to it, but there isn't like an Imperial officer. So it's like, it has to be just when the empire was created. And I think it could be around that time when maybe we'll see maybe like a little skirmish, a little uh, uprising uh, in the town there. And I think Cassian's dad is going to get hung his adoptive dad, at least. Um, but yeah, also, I guess that whole scene between him and Luthen, like, that's when I felt like the show was like, oh my God, like we're getting into it now. I had seen parts of the scene that was in the release in that clip, but, um, just there again, the dialogue, the writing, and then the acting just to execute it even better than it was written. It's, it's incredible how invested I am in that scene. And there, I mean, there isn't a ton happening, but, um, Luthen's, uh, is like, what was it like the different rules he was saying like rule number one this this and this rule number two uh make sure you always find your exit before you enter it's like this is so cool like we're seeing cassian like again i said it last week his first steps into a larger world and this larger rebellion and actually learning how to be a skilled fighter beyond just you know being able to walk in and steal shit from the empire so that whole action sequence there top-notch stellar uh, I, it was tense and all the metal chains on top too falling down and stuff. I was, I was on the edge of my seat. So yeah, episode three is by far my favorite of this show. Chaos order. Leah, what do you think? Uh, episode three is, is the best of this, this trilogy, if you will. Um, it's that scene where the explosion happens, where they, the, the two bros, I don't know their names, the pretty boy and the Scottish guy are looking yeah. at each other and they have this like look of complete triumph. Like, yeah, we're good at this. We know what we're doing. And then immediately there's the shift and it is the best acted scene I think we've ever seen in Star Wars. Mm. That, that little 30 second clip. And I was like, I'm in it. I'm in it. The first two episodes, if we had ended there, I'd have been like, eh, I'll watch it next week. But now I'm like, Where's episode four? Why can't I watch this entire thing in one sitting? Kyle Solers acting there, the pretty boy Ramsey. Yes. Um, Yeah, his acting there is like... (laughs) It's phenomenal. It's 
it's so interesting because again, here we have our antagonist, but we understand where he's coming from. Even the in episode one, the reason he's doing all this is because his officer or his like commanding officer is like, we're going to sweep this under the rug. It's like two of his like coworkers just Mm -hmm. got murdered. Like you, I, I even, again, they were assholes, but still like those are coworkers of it. Exactly. They still died. They're still people. Um, And then even this, like the way this episode ended, it's setting the stakes, it's setting the tone and the journey for the rest of these characters, specifically him, because you're bought in now to like what his mission is going to be. And like where he's going to be coming from, as a from a character standpoint, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, uh, great scene. And then the juxtaposition of him leaving his home planet and leaving this planet made me emotional, and I wasn't expecting to be emotional on episode three of this show. It was juxtaposed well with you know him leaving that other planet as a kid, and so it's like a. I mean, it's hope. It's it's a lot of hope coming up. You know, it's always nice to have hope. Klein, do you have hope? I do, especially after that ending. Um, just him on the speeder, and it's one of the little scene, but I found it so satisfying of him going over the water plots and the yes. water and like skipping up under. That was it. cool. Like, I love that. I will say, Thomas, Leah, Jack, I have made a mistake, and I'm going to jump back to episode two for a second because we didn't get to talk about it here on the podcast. Can we talk about those drums for a second? Because episode two ends on the sickest yes. like Star Wars drum kit I've ever heard in my life. Um, so, yes, thoughts, Thomas. I fucking love it. This is where Star Wars music needs to go. As soon as it's like boom, 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 and then they just bring in the crash, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to ro- finally get some rock music. And then when you're paying attention, I don't think it's synths. I think that's violins. Oh yeah, playing. And then it, with it, to, and it's just like give me that. Give that felt like Metallica S and M album, baby. Just violins and metal drums. Just it's woo! funny because you talk about violins, and at the very end of episode three as well, during this water skiff scene where they're driving along, like you get awesome, just like pulsing violins as well. Mm-hmm. And it like the music in this is is haunting but in a very cool way like and they it's a very cool mix of synthetic instruments and real instruments in that it's there is these like almost synthy notes blade runner-esque kind of things here and there but then there's also like a ripping drum beat i i love it leah you wrote you run a music podcast so go ahead you are you are miss rock and roll this is this is not film scores are not my my genre but this specifically John Williams is great. John Williams did the Skywalker saga, but I agree. This is where we need to go. Give me a guitar and this will be the best. Like electric guitar solo somewhere. Are we talking and like, some, like, like Wonder Woman? Like, yes. Nah, 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 nah. yes. <laughs> that would yes. be cool. Give me that somewhere oh God, in like yeah. a really tense moment later in this show and best Star Wars score. No competition. I will buy the no vinyl when they press it. Oh my fucking God. You know, some of my favorite Star Wars music is the, like the outside the realm, like outside the box stuff. You know the cantina music. Yes. Book of Boba Fett. I do hey! the guitar work in that was great. There was there oh was God, some like yeah. electric guitar the, moments in there. Some would say it's the only great part of that show. Yeah, you're that some client. That show has Luke fine. Skywalker. In oh, it, you're right. You say. You're right. You're right. Never mind. <laughs> like there I don't like the show. There were that two much, episodes but... that were good. Yeah. Um. Real quick. Three. Very, Come on. The lizard. Episode. 
okay, about that, the lizard. That's a good yeah, episode. That's a, that's a good, good episode. episode the train episode. It's the train ep- train lizard episode. Um, Jack, Jack. Side tangent, real quick. Um, which is a better theme? Mando theme or Book of Boba Fett theme? Start with you, Klein. For like the main title? Yeah. Book Can of you Boba sing Fett. me some of the Mando theme? But um, oh, Mando. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was like, come on. As as a main title theme, as in how it's put into the show specifically, I'm gonna go Book of Boba Fett because it's at the end and it just bangs. But for working into the episodes, it is definitely Mando. Mando, Mm. you can sneak in as a character theme, yes. But the Book of Boba Fett show theme at the end is banger. I think better overall. I can listen to all of Book of Boba Fett. Not all of Mando. True. I was about to say I would like turn on the Book of Boba Fett theme, probably like it, just to listen to it. Mando, though, yeah, like in the show, I got I got to go Mando. I would I guess pick Mando overall. I just thought that was an interesting yeah, question. I, I pick Mando as because when I hear the Book of Boba Fett theme, I don't think of Boba Fett. I think of the show, and then I think, ah, oh, they should do like remember the this should be Hondo kids. and Naka's theme, bro. Speaking of really th- quick, this show, this is how you do a chase scene, by the way, or a speeder oh, scene, I should say. Yeah. My God, it is night and day compared to Book of Boba Fett. (laughs) Why don't we stop trashing Star Wars, you fucking whores, not Leo? And get back to looking at what else this guy has scored, and he scored Cruella. Oh, that movie! The music in that movie is great. Go, dude. The music in that is probably my my favorite soundtrack right now. So, so now I 100% have high expectations for this score. He That's also fun. scored most of Succession and If Beale Street Could Talk. Mm. I still want to watch Succession and, and If Beale Street Could Talk. It, Moonlight's a Oh my God. Can I take us down a weird tangent? I'm already podcast? on this, buddy. No, oh, but we're about to do like a very. So we're talking about music, right? And Canto Bite's a fun song to listen to. In Canto Bite is the actress Letitia Wilson. She is. One of the alien characters. Um, I can't figure out the name, but it's like it's it's an alien and it's got four eyes here and it looks like a butthole is their mouth. I'm being dead serious. In this show, in Andor, she plays Ghani. I'm I'm not sure if we've met Ghani yet, but it's it's sitting here in the episode one credits, which has the most credits. The bartender Klein that you were thinking that I was totally into is the best looking woman i might have ever seen oh that wears special effects on a regular basis no just the woman not the yeah. not the alien yep. she plays another alien and that is in the canto bite scene when you get the master code breaker and the one trick's blowing on the dice oh the die yeah to the left of her or to the left of the code breaker the one not blowing on the die is caroline green who plays the bartender in this she's wearing a little prosthetic she plays the character Sintada Rasad. They named her character. Um, and speaking of Wonder Woman, she's an Amazon, uh, an Amazonian in Wonder Woman. This chick is a fucking badass. Shout out so to you her. know what, Klein? Yes, but no, it is the bartender, but it's the chick under the bartender <laughs> special ah. effects. So you're right, you got a 40, you got you got a 25% win rate right there, you know. I'll take it. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. You know, whoa, whoa. we got a lot of show left, though. Uh, Do we? <laughs> so I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like 
<laughs> Thomas, do you have no, I meant I meant like Andor itself. Oh, we have nine okay. episodes left. That's yeah. what I meant. Sorry, yeah, yeah, not of this show. No, we don't have that much to talk about here. Um, I'm trying to find the actor that plays the potential father. I've been scouring this entire mm. time. He was good. IMDb, and I can't find him because he looks like fucking Rick Famuyiwa to me. He kind of mm. does. Like yeah. if if Rick grew out his beard and threw on a British accent. I'd be like, yeah, it kind of looks like him, like crazied up his hair. It's not too different. It's not too similar. That's the stupidest fucking sentence I've ever said in my life. We're going to move on. Uh, the end of this episode does not include something very important from the trailers that we've all seen. Raise your hand if you think I, you know you, if you think you know what I'm talking about. It's the lightsaber ship. It's the Iron Man 2 laser spin cycle. Thomas, I have no idea what, yeah, you're I don't know what you're talking about. What? What talking about? Are you serious? So one There's of the cool ship that he has. Wait, did you watch the the thing? The thing you sent me today. It's in the fucking video you sent me today, Jack Jack. Go back and watch it. His ship. Luthen Real ship. Oh, is flying oh, and yeah, he's escaping yeah. and, and the lasers come out of oh, the sides and he does a spin ways. and he knocks down TIE fighters and shit. I don't know if that scene oh. is now, but it could be because he's about to be running away and the garrison that they brought might have TIE fighters on there. Like that Probably. giant pyramid that they flew there in might, might be full of TIE fighters. I just thought of Avengers. Well, King. Thomas, you just and, yeah, you just mentioned his ship, and I the thing I thought of though was when when we're first introduced to Luthen, he's in his cockpit, and I don't know how to describe it, but the way the camera, like he, him, and everything with his ship was still, but then the outside of the of I guess space in the planet, it was moving, and so I guess like he was topic? Yes, I guess it was a weird shot, like but he it was, was like so staying cool. level with the yeah. yes. It's like it's like he was still again. This is a podcast. But he was still, and then everything was moving. Was like, moving outside. around him. Yeah, I know it was a really cool shot. And now they just you know, technically this show is it's phenomenal. It's gorgeous. But but yes, Thomas, you're. Should we get into predictions then? For since you just mentioned that, was that I'm one of your glad predictions? You brought that's exactly <laughs> where I was gonna go. Predictions. Um, really quick, what predictions did we get right from last week? Did anyone listen to the episode? I that we put out last week. I remember no, my, my one so. prediction. Oh god. <laughs> no Bail Organa. We we got flashbacks. We did. We did right get off flashbacks. the bat. Um did we remember what our I mean it's still it my flashback change. was wrong. Um yeah. it could change as the episodes go on, but do we remember what our Rotten Tomatoes prediction was? Mine was 87. Oh, yours was Yours was 90, Klein. 90. I called ninety. I called ninety-one to be a dick, and Price is right that. But then we found out Mando is ninety-three, and I said it's going to be a minimum ninety-four at the end of the series. What is it right now, Jack? Jack? It is eighty-nine percent. So Klein is closest. It, it, eighty-nine for over. critic, eighty-one for audience. Fuck the audience. People so have no people wait. Have so no he's taste. over. So I win. Yeah. At the moment. At the moment. And what do you win, right. Jack? A pizza. A high five. Sure. You know what? Do you Jack want me to send you, you a pizza? A crisp high ten. I would love it. I'll send you my address. Just get it shipped to me. It will be good or delivered. I don't know why I said shipped. I, I for a second I thought there. the pizza would be coming from Canada. Yeah, <laughs> it'll, I'll send it. I will freeze dry it. I will send you a frozen delicio. <laughs> oh, that'd be uh, great. Leah, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score critic score will be? 
I think it's going to, I think both are going to be way lower than you're thinking because people are not going to like the show because A, it's a slow burn and it makes you think and people hate that kind of shit. See, I think critics will love that though. But the audience won't. The audience yeah. is going to hate it. Like your average Joe Schmo who's like, I love Empire Strikes Back is not going to like this show. Um, <laughs> they didn't shoot a gun until the third episode. Let's go. <laughs> because of my, point number two of why it's going to be lower is they're going to say it's too political for Star Wars because that's a thing now. Oh. Um, and it's, Star woke more it's like. It's too woke, so no one's going to like it. So I think wars. it's going to end up in the mid 80s. sister. Wait, can I give the, you a third audience? one, Leah? Oh, sorry. There's not enough white people. Oh yes, also that. <laughs> I said it. It's in ironically the like main white character that we meet kidnaps the child. <laughs> so mm. to, okay, to, to be is, fair, and is colonization bags. good? Question. It's yeah, an interesting we... point. Do Do you remember the explanation though for why she did that, Thomas? Or are you just gonna keep ragging on her because she kidnapped this kid? Because it was they Listen, were gonna was kill a... him. Yeah. Well, she could have dropped him off at the fucking village. No, they're gonna find them too. It's the Republic coming. They like they would have had. To, they would have figured out how many life forms are on the planet. What are you talking about? They're gonna find them. Like, oh, you mean the Republic's gonna find the tribe? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they don't. They, okay. Other thing, they don't know about the tribe. Cool. They don't know about the cool. tribe. To be fair, you're right. Fair. Mm -hmm. To be to be fair, you are correct. I thought you meant they're gonna find them and drop them back off with the sister. I was like, that's mm -hmm. the whole point of the <laughs> fucking episode one. But. To be fair, great point, Klein, about colonization and all that. Yeah. I, I, no, seriously. I, not even a theme I thought about, but yeah, like spot on. Really? That's what the Clone Wars is about. <laughs> okay. Okay. But uh, this isn't the Clone Wars. This is Andor. <laughs> it's Andor. It, uh, it feels like the Clone Wars. Like that, in terms but of specifically, the serious and the levy, like the, the, the Stakes? weight, the gravitas, Stakes? the gravitas. Thank you, sir. You're yeah. The here. Well, I try. Uh, but particularly, though, that I mean, that whole flashback to that village and because we didn't have subtitles, because it was a different language completely like that felt so not weird, but just like it didn't feel like anything I had seen in Star Wars before, I guess. Let's put it like that. So it's like immersive. I, exactly. And I, I know. So I know it's definitely the time period of the Clone Wars and around that time. But it doesn't feel like it because it doesn't feel like it to those kids. I mean, we don't know what happened to their parents, I guess. But like they seem very, I guess, indigenous. They seem like, and I mean, they're kids and they I mean, they don't have a, a lot of resources. So, of course, they are. But like they're it. Oh, oh, what's that? What's that popular book? Uh, Lord of the Flies. Mm. That's like yeah. just kind of it, it, it was almost like, I don't know. It's just so interesting for Star Wars to see something like that. And especially, yeah, what a great move with no subtitles. Just the show is really good, guys. I don't mm -hmm. know if we figured that out yet, but great summary. Let's jump to predictions for next week. We only get one episode. So Leah and I will be to work on time. Yeah, Thank I was about God. to say my afternoon. <laughs> I will lot. be able to enjoy the episode and then just like relax. Whereas today it was get home watch all three episodes make cinnamon buns sit down here <gasps> cinnamon so buns good. now Yum. i'm gonna need you to ship those to me okay. yep. for you know what five sure but let's talk about episode four and or let's jump to jack jack what do you think happens next week uh we finally i was actually surprised it didn't happen in these first three episodes we finally get introduced to mon mothma like i That's was my prediction damn it <laughs> sorry <laughs> like i like but genuinely though like when when 
I didn't, I guess I didn't think about it at first, but afterward, when I started to like not rewatch the entire episode, but just like skip to certain points, I was like, wait a minute, we haven't met like some of the big characters that are going to be in this show. Um, and there's that also that Imperial officer, I forget the actress's name that we'll see. She has blonde hair. Um, she's going to be in the show too. She's one yes. of like the top billings. So like, there's still a ton we haven't seen yet, but I think I wouldn't even be surprised if we open up next week's episode with Mon Mothma. Or, or, or it could end on Mon Mothma and that will be the beginning of episode five. But my prediction is we'll finally get some kind of scene with her. Okay. Leah, do you have anything else other than Mon Mothma? No, not really. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see some troopers. We haven't Maybe seen we'll see troopers. Andor. It's weird. For... Maybe Andor will be in the show. Yeah. We haven't seen any troopers yet, so I'm going to go with troopers. We haven't. Yeah, we haven't seen a single MP. We haven't seen anything from the that's, Empire. Yet. Yeah, that's weird. That's, I really like having this antagonistic force that isn't like the blatantly Empire. Empire. I think that's why they did. I think Tony Gilroy was probably like, I don't want to just have stormtroopers because we've seen so much of that. And he could have made it mm. personal and whatnot, but like, imagine if we would have gotten like helmets off stormtroopers. We wouldn't have had that scene with stormtroopers, though. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Great call by Gilroy. Smart man. I have no give that guy a show. Oh, wait. Klein, <laughs> what predictions do you have for next week? Guys. Calcast is here. Episode we go. four. Has been everyone says it's got Easter eggs. You wait till you see episode four. That's what people are saying. You wait. Something happens. There's somebody, something, something, something. It's Luke Skywalker. Cal Kestis is in episode four. Oh my God. He actually did it. <laughs> I thought you were actually going to give like a real answer. No, oh I'm God. to be completely honest with you. Like, I'm just going to keep saying Cal Kestis until we eventually get him in something. Um, but like, honestly, I don't want to do a prediction for the rest of this show. I feel like I'm watching this show is like watching a fuse and with a bomb at the end of it. And like, mm -hmm. I'm just ready to just huh. watch that spark just run across the floor. And I have no idea where it's going to lead, but what I am very, very happy wow. with like where this is headed and what they're building to. And I have full confidence that it's going to be satisfying and that apparently middle America is going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's, that's fucking hilarious. Um, I, have no prediction. I don't think we get Mothma next episode. I'm gonna be dead honest. Do we get I don't K2 think that's... next episode? No, no I don't think he's not in I don't think we get him till middle of. Not at all. Nope. He was I don't think we get K2 till middle of season two. I want more of those dogs that we got in this episode. I want to hang out with them like more. The warthogs. Cool. <laughs> or did you see <laughs> here a little Easter egg that you may have missed? They call Remember the in the Force Awakens. There is a shot, and it's an establishing shot yes. of yes. Jakku. And it's the little village, and um, someone is riding by, and there's a little bird, a little puppet bird, that is like pecking at something. I forget yes. what it is. Yes, I know. <laughs> Those birds are in this show. There is a little, I, I, I haven't seen this anywhere, but there's a sequence with the dogs and there's two birds of that same species pecking at one of like the chips. And people were trying to say Andor doesn't have cameos. Give exactly. This is the cameo of all cameos. They raided the props room for that one. 
<laughs> like, man, what I do should, we I should, I should share that on the direct Slack. I might get an article about that one. You, you might. <laughs> <laughs> this is how the cheese gets cut. You smell that? <laughs> smells like victory. I, I again I have no I don't know what the fuck we're gonna get out of this segment with grace and candor because Cassie and Ander has made it off of Ferrix. Um, with no butt stuff yet. Oh my god. <laughs> you can find this show on Twitter at Reckless Rebels, R-E-C-K-L-E-S-S-R-E-B-E-L-S. And of course, you are listening to us right now in your beautiful ears on whatever pod cast application distribute thank you at distributor <laughs> platform that you 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 love most so while you're here just go ahead and drop us a five-star review make fun of the rogue leader and you'll get a crisp high five sent through the good old-fashioned usps um and if you live in canada we'll send it via dhl we got, we got canada posts up here We'll send it via the Canadian Post. Yeah. Klein will send all the Canadian stuff and we'll send all the American stuff. Want some maple syrup? I'll hook you up. Please. Yes. It has way less sugar in Canada than it does in America and it is infinitely better. I will literally take a gallon from you, please, sir. Again, five star review. We'll send you maple syrup. Uh, no problem. <laughs> Leah, where can everyone find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter, Leah underscore Elizabeth J. You can find my podcast, She Will Rock You podcast. Oh, wait, that's not our website. She Will Rock You dot com. <laughs> <laughs> our Twitter, She Will Rock You podcast or She Will Rock You pod. One of the two. What are you talking about this week? Last time we talked, it was Sydney Lauper. That episode just dropped. I'm currently writing an episode outline for Van Halen. <gasps> nice. You wait. Do you want nice to know well where jump. I live, Leah? Good one, Clyde. Panama. Oh my God. <laughs> City, Florida. Klein, where can everyone find you on the social? <laughs> As media? I take a sip of water, um, you can find me everywhere Absolutely. at the Klein Felt. That's T H E K L E I N F E L T. I also host a podcast, a video game podcast called Controller Club. If you like what we do here and you play video games or you like the gaming industry, come and follow. Come take a listen. We just did kind of a book club deep dive discussion on the first Last of Us and the remake that just came out. And I cannot wait for that television show because Jack's going to watch it and Jack will understand why it's my favorite story ever told. Will I understand why you said Andor is like The Last of Us? Is that what you tweeted it's, out? It's just the vibes, dude. Like, honestly, okay. watching this show is like, it's it's this, as I mentioned earlier, it feels kind of post-apocalyptic and like yeah. everyone's just like out for themselves. And that's The Last of Us. You'll love it, Jack. You will love it. You will love it. I'm going to tell you about this girl, Ellie. You're going <laughs> to love her. I, I can't wait to watch the show. Maybe, maybe, should I do anything with the game beforehand? Should I watch anything on YouTube or should I just go into the show completely? Unless you're going to play it, no. Just okay. go into the show. All right. Sounds good. Oh, I Jack, guess I should give my social medias. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where can everyone find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jack Pews. It's P-U-E-S, all one word. I don't host a podcast because I'm lame, but this is my podcast, and I love all of you. Yeah. When's the, when's the Harry Styles cast coming on, Jack? Harry Styles is coming on the podcast quite soon. I just reached out to him today, told him that Very his good. outfit looked great today. Um, He's yeah, busy at Madison Square Garden tonight. He is. He is. He, he's got a lot going on, but but Can we'll get I him on say, for the Andor. I am. 
I don't want to. I don't want to. I know that we have some Harry Style lovers on here, and I, I myself <laughs> have fallen in love with him over the last little while. I think, I think the relationship's over. He, he disrespect the whole "Don't worry, darling" situation of it all. Like, I'm Team Flow, no matter what. He did not spit on him. He did not. No. Okay. Okay. Chris hang on. I was just high. Oh, Klein <laughs> probably was. High. He was I so stoned. He Klein made wants him to spit on him. Setting, I'm, dude, Harry Styles can spit on me. Like the, <laughs> there was a sign oh, at my man. show that said, Alana, "Please spit on me like Chris Pine." <laughs> what was that, Leah? There was a sign at the show that I saw last weekend, and it's front and center. Please spit on me like Chris Pine. Oh my god! He That's had to look gross. at that all night. Can can I say? I something bet he real did a quick. little. Can I say something real quick about the whole situation? I want to. Oh, hey, Alana. we're talking. We're talking about Harry Styles. Sorry. <laughs> um, I want to make it clear. I am yeah. Team Flow. Let me be clear. I am Team Flow. I am Team Harry. I am Team Chris Pine. Olivia Wilde is the issue. Mm-hmm. But she yeah. enabled Boo, Harry Styles. Her. Boo. Team anti-Olivia. Yes. Does that mean you're Team Shia? Because books. Because he's also no, he's not involved. He's involved. He opened. The- what? He blew the whole thing wide open. He is, but he isn't. You can find me. He did release those text messages. So that is. Yeah, he posted her video of her going like, we got to deal with Miss Flo. Like, we'll figure it out. You can find me on Twitter at TC Rochester Act. That is T-C-R-O-C-H-E-S-T-E-R-A-C-T. I also host another podcast, Lights Thunder Action with J-R-B. We record live on the internet, on Facebook, on the HWWS Web TV channel, on Twitter and YouTube, and the Light Thunder Action Facebook page. We beam live directly into your homes and phones there every week. This week, we're talking She-Hulk episode six. We haven't gotten there yet, so couldn't tell you what that's going to be like. Supposedly Daredevil. It's supposedly Daredevil. You can find that right now on those sites. I just uh, hit you in uh, audio feeds. You can find it two to five days later, depending on when we get it uploaded, because it's a live show, baby. We're pulling the uh, Kevin Smith life. If I forget to throw it up there, we'll throw it up the right before we go live. It's perfect. It's it's fucking synergy, man. This week, we do have Jade Rafalo on from Agents of Fandom. Going to be a fun time. And uh, maybe... Right now, Jack, we're doing it live. Production meeting. You're going to come on tomorrow and talk House of the Dragon? Because we got two episodes to re- review, and JRB doesn't watch a fucking thing of House of the Dragon. I will have to get back to you on that. I'll have to check my schedule. Jack Pews was on it this week. You'll listen to His it. people will talk to your people, apparently, Thomas. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's. T- you, t- you, you tell Harry Styles to call me, and we'll sort it out. We'll share you, like, we'll, we'll share custody of you tomorrow. Um, Recommendations for the audience. Let's start with Leah. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley dropped this week. It's Animal Crossing, but if it was Disney, and it's a blast. They took all the issues that people had with Animal Crossing and said, we're going to fix this and add Mickey Mouse. It's great. I understood the Mickey Mouse reference. Classy and felt door. What is your I've been on a movie watching kick. I just opened my letterbox. It's like, what can I recommend? I've watched a whole lot of movies, a couple of them. You already know to watch. I just watched the first Awesome Powers for the very first time. Funny movie. 
Oh, um, baby. Another one uh, that I recently watched that I absolutely love and have loved for my entire life because I'm secretly seven years old. Monty Python, The Holy Grail. <laughs> Just <laughs> every single time. A new movie, though, that I think you should go watch. I do not. I will not call this a masterpiece by any means. I will not even call it like a great movie. It is a fun two hours. And there's a twist about halfway, three quarters of the way through that like made me question not everything, because I think that's overdoing a little bit, but it blew my mind a little bit. Go watch Do Revenge on Netflix. Maya Hawk, uh, um, Camilla Mendez from um, from uh, Riverdale. It is a teenage movie. One of my favorite movies of all time is Clueless. This gave me serious Clueless vibes. Um, and it, <laughs> Thomas is looking at me just like, I love you. It buddy. is such a fun so teenage movie. Um, in the vein of Clueless and, and Heathers and that sort of thing, but like TikTokified, so there's like a lot of modern music. Jack, you'll love this. The title sequence of this movie, there's a whole intro, and then this guitar just starts ripping, and it's Olivia Rodrigo. And she comes in and she's like, she's um oh, it's singing brutal to the title oh sequence. And I'm God. like, this is awesome. And Maya Hawk's <laughs> driving <laughs> down the highway. And I'm like, this rules. If anything, Maya Hawk is i mean she's uma thurman's daughter if anything she is uma thurman and we're just getting another uma thurman which makes me very happy so yeah do revenge it's pretty good it's it's a fun two hours i'm gonna check that out jack 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 what's your recommendation um oh i had one and now i can't remember (laughs) don't do cocaines kids bear with me i'm gonna i'm gonna remember i'm gonna remember he doesn't do it i'm gonna get there Jack, you'll be I'm happy to know the- I'm still working on the boys. Good. What, what, where are you at? Um, I think I'm like halfway through season two. Okay. I'll take yeah. it, man. It's slowed it's down. Grinding. I'm still really enjoying it. That, they took the chip out of Starlight's neck, and I just about threw up. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that scene. Uh-huh. It's going to get real good soon, buddy. It's funny. There was in the same episode, someone's face literally like melts off and I'm just sitting there like, oh yeah, fine. But they cut a little cut in her neck and like pull out this chip and I'm like, mm, no, thank you. <laughs> I remembered. I remembered my recommendation. What? There it is. <laughs> um, this Thursday, Friday, whatever you want to call it. Don't worry, darling. Talk about drama. Oh my it's God. finally coming out. <laughs> I have tickets. I do too, Leah. I'm going to go see <laughs> I, it Friday. I'm have so you seen, excited. Have you, read, have you read anything? Uh, the reviews like, are yeah. not good. Not good. But Apparently Florence is amazing. Yes. But there was a fan event, I think like out in LA, and people said that whenever Harry showed up, it was like cheers, some booze. Whenever Florence showed up, it was... Uh, and moaning. moaning. Duh. <laughs> Uh, when Florence showed up, it was cheers. And then whenever Olivia showed up, it was just straight booze. And I'm <laughs> like, I can't wait to see this movie. It's going to be an Jesus incredible time. Christ. It sucks. Yeah, just book smart was so good. Why did like, what happened? Come on guys. I think everybody just needs to get together and do my recommendation, which is yoga, man. Just do some fucking yoga. Were you yoga. meditating on the Should beach today? Up? I'm like, I'm sitting, I'm sitting like <laughs> at work and I'm like, huh, I wonder what's going on on Instagram. I open it up and I see Thomas Carter Rochester. I'm like, oh, what's he doing? And he's, it's like meditation hits different when I'm at the beach. I'm like, what is your life, dude? Like, <laughs> I don't know what my life is. See, these are like the peaks. You only see the peaks on Instagram. Most of the time I'm at the nine to five, which I'm about to get a new job, guys. I haven't told y'all. I'm, you have told I got us. My, you have I, told us. Well, I got my offer letter today. Let's go. It's, it's 
It's nice. We'll talk significant. after. It's it's significantly better than what I'm making now because I can work every day, eight hours, and I don't get to go to the beach and meditate. But that's okay because we're coming up to we're, – we're ending hot summer number two because fall's fall lasted four days as we talked last week. Fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. It lasted four mm-hmm. fucking days. It's now 100 degrees again. Uh, and in that's about what a you week, boil water at here. A hundred Celsius, yeah. yes. Well, it's a hundred Fahrenheit, so roughly forty-five to fifty Celsius. A little less than that, but yeah, close. Yeah, well, you know, account for the humidity, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so do some yoga. We're back on track. Do some yoga. Uh, if you gotta get beer, do that. If you gotta get goats, do that. If you have to have a dog or do cats, do that. Having doing yoga with friends is fantastic because it makes life better. You, you keep your spine young because you're only as old as your spine is flexible. And with this last one, my recommendation, hit this mantra. Life is a gift. Love is the point. Next week, we'll talk Andor episode four. Maybe we'll have some news in the Rebel Report. But sentience and droids, we've reached the end of this episode. Remember, the Force is your ally, and a powerful ally it is. We have spoken. Get some twin sunlight and stay hydrated. Life is a gift. Love is the point. This was podcasting. Yippee! Are you an angel? Yeah, we're not doing a post-credit scene this week. What?